Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. This will continue until we all come to such unity and faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature, circle that word, in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So how long should this teaching of the Word of God in a church building, how long is that going to happen? Well, another week or two at least. No, it's like to what? Jesus comes. Because it's always a process. We're always growing. It's never going to stop. America's an amazing country. It was built by people who were willing to go against the conventional wisdom of the time and were prepared to risk everything they had, even their lives. This attitude of independence, however, isn't how God intended his kingdom to be built. Pastor Mark will be teaching about God's hierarchy, the way he has structured his kingdom. You'll find out that God's very organized and he's given people abilities that suit them for particular positions in the church. You'll discover that God's given you gifts and abilities to fit in this church as well. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 15 as he continues his message, Sticky Word Equals Spiritual Fruit. So when he established the church, God knew that his people would need to know the word of God. So God established in every local church pastor teachers who've been called by God. Now that teaching is usually done in a public group setting, a church building, but it's also, of course, eventually done in small groups, a one-to-one discipleship, our own private devotions. Now, remember this teaching, you're going to say, well, have we gathered together, Pastor Mark, you're the pastor teacher, have we gathered together to learn information? Well, yes, you're learning information right now, that God established pastor teachers in the church for a reason. You haven't learned the reason yet, you just learned that fact. But it's not really just for facts. It's for transformation. Okay, now I see why. And what should I do about it? So now look at verse 12. Verse 11, God gave his church, every church, pastor teachers. Look at verse 12. Their responsibility, whose responsibility? Whose responsibility? Okay. Am I a pastor teacher? Say yes. Whose responsibility are we going to talk about here? My response, and all the pastors, all the elders. So my responsibility, my privilege, my responsibility, here it goes. My responsibility is to equip God's people. Who is that? Raise your hand. So I'm here for who? 
To equip who? You. You. I'm here to equip you. And by the way, when I sit down and another pastor teaches me, I'm where you are at. So we're all in this together. Now, what am I to equip you to do? Notice, to do his work, God's work, and to build up his church, the body of Christ. So what am I to do? I'm here to equip you to do when disciples send. I'm here to equip you to take the truth of God's word, apply it to your life, grow, and then be light and salt. And make all these kind of things happen in all our churches. Let me show you how that works. I'm here, not just have a nice week. I'm here to show you, to model for you, how to be a disciple. Can I do it for you? No, I cannot do it for you. I can just challenge you. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, it doesn't really matter. Who cares? Oh, it does matter. Do you know every Christian one day will stand at the judgment seat of Christ, before Christ, by yourself, not with me, not with your friend, not with the spouse. You're not going to answer for your sins. They've already been forgiven. But God's going to say to you, what did you do with your talents and your gifts? Say, Pastor Mark, let's move on, would you? No, I'm, I'm serious. But see, if you say, well, I guess I better go invite someone this week. No, because most of the evaluation, you know when it's done? Not just using the gifts, the motivation for using our gifts. If you get this on Judgment Day when you're standing there and I'm over here and you happen to see me over here, I'm waiting in line just like you. When you stand there and go, thanks, Pastor Mark. I got it. (laughs) I'm not joking. Some of you will say this. I wish I'd have listened to my pastor. This is very serious business. This is not fluff. I don't do it to scare you. I'm just telling you, there's a judgment coming where I'm just like you. Way easy for me me to say to you, let me give you five jokes. Let's talk about Time Magazine. Who's going to win the ball game today? Have a great week. But I have a responsibility to preach the word to you. Loving fashion. That's why Jesus said, fruit, more fruit, much fruit. Now, so I'm here to... To work with you, myself included, to be built up. Look at verse 13. This will continue until we all come to such unity and faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature, circle that word, in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So how long should this teaching of the Word of God in a church building, how long is that going to happen? Well, another week or two at least. No, it's like to what? Jesus comes. Because it's always a process. We're always growing. It's never going to stop. That's why we don't stop going to the church. Remember, pastor, teachers in a church. Now look at verse 14. Why the maturity? Why the maturity in verse 13? Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, his body, the church. So 
I'm here, every pastor teacher is here on this campus and all our campuses to teach people the word of God. As a result of teaching you, you get spiritually healthy. You're well-fed and well-loved, and you're equipped to do the ministry. You're built up. You're strong. You're maturing in your walk with God. Now, in that process, that's the positive. You're going out. You're fruitful. You're impacting the society. That's what we do. Now, notice in verse 14, there's the opposite. The reason we do this is not just to equip you, but the reason pastor teachers are in a church is to protect you. Let me read you a statement. It will sound strange to you, but pastor teachers are in the church to help protect people from the deceptions of Satan. Stable, not tossed around by weird doctrines or cults or the latest revival that I want to go to because neat things are happening. Let me read you from yesterday. I just found this. It happened in August. A Canadian punching preacher is banned from the United Kingdom. A Canadian preacher who claims to cure some people by physical force, including choking, knocking, kicking, and punching them, has been refused entry into the United Kingdom for a revival tour. Now, you might laugh at this, but from this pulpit in 2008, I'd never done it before. I had to take a stand against what was happening in Lakeland, Florida. The very same satanic stuff was happening. People were flying in from all over the world. CNN called me. They were coming here to interview me why I would speak against this. Well, I never got to do the interview, thank God, because this man was discovered to be totally immoral. After he would do a revival and kick people and people are laying all over the place, he would go drinking and having sex. He divorced immediately from his wife. All the people that were organized with that had blessed him and said he's going to be a world-renowned evangelist. They were all false prophets. And here we are, how many years later? Four years later, and where does he surface again? In Europe. Do you know how many people are flocking to his revival? Now, why would they do that? Because there's no shepherd saying to them, stay away. It's demonic. Pastor Mark, why do you get so angry at this? Because I know what happened in Lakeland. The majority of those people who went to that revival and got touched will never go to a church again. Isn't it interesting to you that a pagan nation, England, stops this man? That's an oxymoron, isn't it? So why am I here? Well, one of the reasons any pastor teacher is here is to say to you, don't be deceived. All that was was deception from Satan. You say, Pastor Mark, that can't be. Hello? Will it continue? Yes. In fact, in the end times, Satan is going to be the greatest deceiver. And the Bible will say he will almost convince the elect that his stuff is true. Be careful. You're here to have a pastor teacher teach you the word of God. I'm far from perfect. But a pastor teacher teach you the word of God and protect you through the word of God. That's a calling. Well, as you're here... What does it look like? 
We apply the Bible, fruit results. We go into the world, we turn the world upside down. It starts in a building, but it's way more than a building. The church isn't a building. Look at verse 16. He makes the whole body fit together. So what is the church? It's really a a body of believers. Our head is Jesus Christ. And as each part, hands, feet, eyes, ears, as we all do our part, as Romans 12 says, it helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So even though here at CCM, we're meeting in lots of locations in a building, the church is not a building, it's a group of people who are related to each other through one commitment. There is one body, the body of Jesus Christ. We've been baptized by one spirit into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. And we have one head, which is Jesus Christ. You know, when I was in China just a few weeks ago and teaching, I'd never met any of those people in those two cities. Within hours after being with them, the first lunch, it was like I knew them all my life. Why? Because we have the same head. We have the same book. And we have the same spirit inside of us. That's amazing. So the church is worldwide. It's not a location. It's not a denomination. It's not a building. Here's what I want you to write. The church is a body of believers, disciples of Christ. So the ultimate goal is not to attend a building, but to be a unified, connected body of disciples who turn the world right side up for Jesus Christ. Yet... In the church building, God designed pastor teachers to help us to bring these three keys that make every disciple more productive and fruitful. If you look at Ephesians 4, where you are, 11 through 16, there's three keys that come out of that. Why are you in a church today? Why did God design a pastor teacher to teach us Uh, all our pastor teachers, to teach the people how to be equipped, how to be healthy, how to be fed. Three keys. Here's what I want you to write. Next thing. Pastor teachers help bring three things. One, maturity. We help you grow as I'm learning to grow. Grow more like Christ. You already saw that in the verses. Number two, stability. You won't be tossed to and fro. Pastor Mark, this looks looks like a really good book. Tuesday mornings with Maury. Well, it's a great book, but it's unscriptural. What about all these after near-death experiences? Be careful. Be careful. All kinds of things that are out there. The Oprah show. Spiritual. Probably not. Next, integrity. Pastor Mark, where's integrity in that passage of Scripture? I didn't see integrity. Oh, it is. Speak the truth in what? in love. That's mature integrity. Not just speak the truth. See, if you feel that I've been hard on you, then you miss the love aspect. I'm here to give you the truth in love. That's what all of us do. As a parent, what do you do with your children? You speak the truth in love because you love it. If you don't, what are you going to do? You're going to ruin your children. If you don't love your children enough to speak the truth to them and do what's necessary, they won't turn out like they should. Now, so the church is a element 
a building. This happens to be where we're at. It doesn't have to be a big building, small building, whatever. This is where we're at. I want to read to you a letter now. And this is somebody that in the last few months came to this church. And I want you to read the letter. I've changed the names, everything. You won't know who it is. And I want you to see how it works. What God designed to do in the church is still happening today. Pastor Mark, recently, my husband and I and our daughters attended your church for the first time. I think of that day as a day that changed my family forever. We moved here, and when we got here, we made a decision that we needed to find a church to attend. After searching for a non-denominational church, someone in the marketplace told us about CCM. Now listen to this statement. Without even visiting, we decided it was too big for us, and we definitely wouldn't like it. Months later, we hadn't gone, went to a smaller church, left it, and I was interacting with someone. I said to an individual, where do you go? And the individual says, I go to CCM. And they said, well, that's twice. Maybe we better go and try it. So listen to this. So the following Sunday, we decided to visit CCM. I was impressed before I even got into the building because our fears of a big church were alleviated the moment we got into the parking lot. You say, well, how in the world can that be? When my husband and I saw how organized the parking lot was, we knew it just had to be good inside. <laughs> yes! Let's give it for the parking lot at all our campuses. Yeah. I mean, they haven't even seen the funky guy yet. And they go, you say, well, that can't be true. There's the body at work. Now, she says this, and I say this not because of me, because it could be anybody. It's because of this, but you need to hear it. But all of that was really fluff to me. I wanted to see if what was being said would give me the feeling that I was going to be fed spiritually. Once you started speaking, I hung in every word you said, and I could apply everything you talked about to the reality of my life. And I realized what I was experiencing I'd been looking for for more than 20 years. The pastor is not alive. The Word of God is alive. Do you understand? When the services went over, we went out to the commons, and we saw all these people greeting each other and talking to each other. Let me just stop here. Hang together afterward. Some of you at this campus specifically, because you park over here, you've never even seen the commons. Take a visit. There's people over there. <laughs> I didn't think with a congregation this big, people would actually get to know one another. How wrong I was. When we saw the couple's ministry table, the men's ministry table, and the women's ministry table, we decided to attend the couple's class on marriage. Now, remember, they hadn't been in church in years. Pastor Mark, going to church, becoming closer to God, and that class has changed our marriage in such a fulfilling way. I never thought I'd be participating this much in a church. I've learned so much in the past two months about myself, my husband, and marriage, and our spirituality. But I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that each of us is responsible for our own spiritual health. Wow. That's huge. I also love the kids' ministry. 
I thought my three-year-old was too young to understand God. Again, I was wrong. I had never prayed with my three-year-old before. And a few weeks ago, I was putting her to bed. She said, Mommy, let's pray. Her next three words are these. My heart melted. I still get goosebumps. I wondered how she even knew about praying. (laughs) Kids ministry. Out of the mouth of babes. And then I prayed with my daughter for the very first time. I now pray with her every night, read her a book of stories from the Bible. Since the first time we attended, I felt so free and energized by God's grace. Look at what I was missing on all the time. I'm Pastor Mark, I'm still a baby Christian. She's growing fast. So I know I have a lot more work to do, but I'm looking forward to all that is to come for our family. I want to read you this statement. Without even visiting... We decided that it was too big for us and we wouldn't like it. That's a very common problem. Most of you don't know, but the average church in the United States is under 100 people. Here we have six or 7,000 every weekend. Vieira, more than 2,000, and Sebastian, 500 people. All of these are too big. Most people never walked into a church of 500 people in their life. So they don't walk in. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do in a moment. Here in Melbourne and in, in, in uh, Vieira, I want you to stand or turn around and get in a group of five or six people. Here's what I want you to ask. By the way, if you're a visitor, you get a free pass. Relax. You don't have to do anything. How can you, when talking to people, inviting people, and that issue comes up, or how can you be proactive and go, no, no, the church isn't too big. It's very friendly. The minute you walk in, it isn't going to be too big. We have ways we make it. So how can you, because see, you're the one that's going to have to answer that. That's something that they're already thinking. As I came in this morning, an individual said to me, we bypassed this church forever until finally we broke down and came in because we saw the police, we saw the cars, we saw the water. It's just too big. Now, let's stop and think, when this family came here, how did it happen? Well, let me show you how it happened. It happened because of God. When this family moved here, from around the world, why did they want to come to a church? Who put that in their life? God did. See, when you were created, you were created to know God. And without God, you're empty. Oh, you're doing life, but there's no purpose. There's no fulfillment. In fact, the Bible says this, look at it. Acts 17, 28. In Him... In that personal relationship, we live and we move and we have our being. God put this family before they walked into a church in the search mode. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. During this unusual time in our world's history, we want to reassure you of your Creator's love for you. God is still on the throne and is fully in control of your life and of what's happening in the world around you. We also want to let you know that Calvary Chapel Melbourne is continuing to offer church every Saturday evening and Sunday morning, and you're invited to join us. Though we can't be physically present with one another, we do still want to connect with you. 
Join Pastor Mark this weekend on Facebook, YouTube, Roku, and at calvaryccm.com forward slash live. Services will begin streaming at 6 p.m. on Saturday and 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. on Sunday. You can find out more at our website. Again, that's calvaryccm.com. We look forward to worshiping with you virtually and hopefully soon in person. If you'd like to explore more teachings from Pastor Mark in this series right now, you'll also find them online, along with more information about the church and this ministry. Would you do us a favor? Would you be praying for Pastor Mark and the Calvary Chapel Melbourne staff during this time? We appreciate you lifting us up to the Lord. Please pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ across the nation too. This is a great way to support one another when we can't be in each other's company. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Mark next time to continue studying through the powerful Word of God right here on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.